0: Dan Ralph from the Canadian Press uh, joins us. Uh, Dan, uh, Jeffrey Orridge, you know what? Uh, obviously, he's been around, uh, you know, from the broadcasting side of things a lot with uh, with, with CBC, has negotiated their media rights for the 2014-16 Olympics, the Pan Am Games, etc. But that's a real different beast than uh, being the commissioner of, the, of a pro league.
1: Well, it is, but you know what? Uh, I, I look at the man's credentials, and uh, at first glance, I wondered if maybe he was overqualified for the job given his international experience. But uh, I think you're right. This this league has always been unique. Um, what other league has one guy owning two teams? Uh, you know, stuff like that. But, uh, you know, I do believe that um, he, he at least comes into the, the CFL at a good time. I mean, there's labor harmony. There's a good TV deal. Um, you know, eight of the nine teams are in good shape. The major issue, obviously, is here, and um, he'll have a role in that. And um, you know, barring that, you know, I think, like I said, overall, he comes in at a pretty good time. You know, he can uh, if he can take his time to uh, get his feet acclimated, or get his feet wet, and get acclimated with the nuances that we've talked about earlier. And you Know and just sort of maybe be a spectator with the uh Argo talks and 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 you know speak when spoken given the uh given where they are right now.
0: What is the update on the Argo talks that you're hearing?
1: Um, that they that David Braley and MLSC are continuing to talk, there's not a deal imminent, imminent, sorry. Um, but the good news is they're still talking and. The other good news is that they still have plenty of time to get this thing resolved. And, uh, so, um, you know, I think, I still think that as long as they're talking, as long as the, the two sides are at the table, that's a good sign. That's a good thing. It's when you hear that, you know, talks have gone dormant or, um, one side is sticking, you know, know, digging their heels in. That's when you sort of get a little worried and a little concerned, but right now, um, from what I've heard, and Jim Lawson sort of verified it uh, to us earlier this morning, that at least MLSE and the Argos are talking still. And um, I mean, I, I got to believe in my heart of hearts that this thing gets resolved. I, I, for the life of me, cannot see how they mess this up. Now, having said that, this is the third option that we've had to deal with in Toronto the last decade. So who knows, right? But I mean, MLSE needs something for, uh, for BMO. Uh, the Argos need a place to play. They're going to put artificial turf in this place. I mean, what the heck else do you want?
0: Yeah. Well, exactly. I'm not. I'm not sure what else uh, he wants. Uh, it's what we saw the success from moving out of the Big O for Montreal to to McGill, right? Obviously, that that team won. And do you think, like, if they moved outside, could the Argos consistently have twenty to to twenty seven thousand fans?
1: Um. 27 might be might be rich. I think I think you would be anywhere from 20 to 25, maybe, and on the higher end of that. And from what I've been told, you could make uh, you could make ends meet at about 22. And if that's the case, then you move to BMO, and let's say if you got 25000 you could actually you know, break even or actually make a little bit of money, which is something that hasn't happened in Toronto for a long, long time at Rogers Centre. So uh, I do think that uh, your overhead's less. I think the uh, the specter of a new stadium, of being outdoors, of being by the lake, and for diehard Argo fans, it's going back to the CNE back to the glory days. And so I think there's initially there's a lot of positives, but you're right, the bottom line is that the team on the field has to be competitive and has to win. And if you don't do that, then the rose, you know, then then the the the, uh, the bloom comes off the rose fairly quickly. And then, you know, then you're you're right back to where you were where you're not getting enough people to uh, to fill a 25,000 uh, seat stadium.
0: And you know that that'll be the challenge. I, I I look at just and I know that soccer. Obviously, there you know there's a lot of people who have moved here who are passionate about soccer. That I football is a sport that that is growing, and there's a lot more kids playing. And it just seems that the Argos themselves would. Ha- you can't just say, okay, we moved to a new facility and magically everybody's going to come. They're going to have to do some things better mm-hmm. as far as going out and grabbing hold of the attention of the football sports fan.
1: Uh, you're right, but I also think too that. Um, the attraction of a new venue and, and the, uh, you know, something new, something different, something more fan experience or fan positive and something that's more, uh, you know, in line with fan interest would be a much better sell than, than Rogers Center where, you know, after, you know, you get 25,000 people in there and it still, it still looks, you know, um, empty. It's, it's antiseptic with the, uh, with the roof, uh, open or with the roof closed blah, 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 blah. I could sit here and pick the thing apart all day. But I think being outdoors and being outside and on a, on a beautiful summer night and watching a decent football game will have an appeal. I mean, they don't need to sell out and put 30,000 uh, people in the stands to make a go of it. Like I said, I'm told 22-5 would be a nice number to uh, to, to put you know to, to, to put a nice product on the field and actually break even or maybe make a little bit.
0: Dan Ralph from the Canadian Press uh, joins us talking about the, the CFL. They announced, of course, uh, they're your 13th commissioner in league history. Uh, Jeffrey Orridge, uh the first black commissioner in the uh, in the CFL as well. Uh, you know, it's 2015. Uh, for some, maybe that's not a big of a deal, which is a good thing. But I still think it's a it's a big deal as well, Dan. Uh, after Toronto, what do you think is uh, number two on his list of important things to achieve as commissioner?
1: Well, I think he's going to have to try to appeal to a younger demographic in this league. I mean, uh, I think you know attendance has is solid uh, across the country, but the big thing is you got to get more kids, you got to get more young people into the stadium and more young people interested. Uh, You know, I mean, we have an NBA team here that has done a a marketing, a wonderful marketing job among the young fans, and you know they buy merchandise, they go to games, they watch the games on on TV, they take an active interest. I'm not sure you you can say that, certainly not in this marketplace regarding the football team. And I think that's the challenge he faces, you know, to try and and do things that will get young people involved. He talked about the the digitalization of the game and and to enhance the fan experience and and stuff like that. So the on-field product is, is paramount, but they also want to, you know, use the product to get you in the stands. And then when you're there, they want to do things to keep you. And I think that's the thing he's going to have to do. And I guess with his background and what he did during the Sochi Olympics with, you know, with the app, uh, you know, they're, they're looking for him to uh, to do that sort of thing for the CFL.
0: Oh, West, um, you know what? Uh, the Vancouver situation, you know, maybe Braley, I know you talk about uh, selling in Toronto. Maybe that's something that happens uh, in Vancouver we we heard from uh, Mark Cohan for years on this show, you know, the talk of a tenth franchise and how they'd love it for a variety of reasons. By weeks, you know, obviously would be uh, number one on an even schedule would be better. D- do you think it's a realistic possibility, Dan, or, or should they, or is it something that shouldn't really be focused on because until there's a facility out east, there's really no reason to discuss it.
1: Bingo. Personally, I mean, I I, I shudder and I wonder sometimes if this is not a figment of our imagination and our, I mean, the media, I mean, it came up again today about expansion and I'm, and it, you know, I almost want to start banging my head against the wall because until such time as there's a 20 to 25,000 seat stadium in Halifax or in Quebec or wherever, uh, it's not going to happen. I mean, you need a 25,000 seat stadium to even consider it. And until such time as that happens, then you're not going to see a 10th full-time team in the Canadian Football League. Would it be nice? Yes, of course it would be, for all the reasons you said. But the practicality of the situation is such that it's not going to happen until you have a venue, and and it drives me bonkers. Every time I go to a news conference and somebody asks the expansion question, I've heard it since the 70s when the, um, you know, the Sooners were going to be going to Halifax, we're crying out loud. We are now 40-plus years later. And we're still waiting for the 10th franchise. We're still waiting for the Maritimes to get a CFL team. I'm sorry. I'm I'm from Missouri. You're going to have to show me. And right now, nobody's shown me anything.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, what else do you know? What else have you uncovered about Orridge?
1: Um, just other than the fact that, uh, you know, he's a very well-educated man. He's got an extensive sports background. And, um, I, I did not realize that, um, you know, he was American and, uh, and he talked. He 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 talked about a um a story. You know, growing up in New York with and uh, watching a CFL game with his dad, and his dad told him that uh, back in the uh, back in the late '70s, when he was watching Moon and Moon, that that was the one thing that you could say about Canada. That Canada basically, if you were qualified, if you were capable, and you had the ability, you could get the opportunity to do things in canada that you couldn't do elsewhere in the u.s and i guess it's come full circle because the first black commissioner of a pro sports franchise is none other than the canadian football League. and there's a sense of irony that the new commissioner is the same guy who um you know 35 years ago was watching warren moon and watched a a fledgling or watched a a pro league blaze the the trail for uh for black quarterbacks to get it to opportunity to play pro football and now this same guy is now blazing a trail for you know african-americans to become heads of major sports organizations
0: it uh, it will be interesting to see how he unfolds uh, uh kind of the timeline of toronto yeah. as the commissioner i think he's got to try to fix it uh, sooner than later hopefully have some major announcements by uh, next season because if you look at the argos uh, schedule dan like it's it's awful. They're they're getting it worse. Horrendous. It's 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 not even getting better. Like you got a yeah. home game in Fort McMurray, like yeah. that's that's no, just you're, you're right. not good.
1: Yeah, and, and you know, but like, like I said, I mean, this year is done, and there's mm-hmm. nothing, unfortunately, anybody can do about that. But I think you're right to breathe some much needed life into this franchise. You have to have this agreement sooner than later, and give some give people something to look forward to. Because if you know, if we go another year. And another terrible. Like every year, they have a terrible schedule. They turn more and more people off, and it makes it more difficult for you know to go to BMO. It makes it more difficult to make it a, a viable entity. Uh, you're right. I think you need to give Braley and whoever wants to own this franchise an even chance to succeed. You got to breathe some life into it asap because another year at Roger Center is going to be like poking your eyes with nail or with uh, with pins. It's it's just going to be mind numbing.
0: Dan, always great to catch up with you, man. Appreciate your time.
1: My pleasure. Thank you.